It is time for our weekly intuitive business feature with Plus 94 Research here on Money Talk on Mix 93.8 FM. Tonight we discuss uh, usage and attitudes research. Plus 94 Research CEO Sviso Falala joins us as usual in studio on a Thursday. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. First, let's unpack the nature of the usage and attitudes research. What exactly are we talking about here? Um, Manufacturers and service providers typically want to have their products sold to the market and when the product is out there it is the real test of whether or not it will live up to expectations so when the product is being used by the consumer it's very important to find out the in-use conditions um, and whether um, the consumer is in fact satisfied with the the product but more than that beyond that um, consumers often use products in ways that are totally unexpected, Mm. what is often referred to as extended usage. For instance, a product like sunlight liquid could be used to wash a car, and so could uh, something like Handy Andy, for instance, uh, be used to to wash a car. And we found, for instance, with uh, things like self-raising flour Mm -hmm. and other types of flour that they could be used to thicken gravy. Ah. So it's very important for whoever is the manufacturer uh, to to actually understand how their product is being used because the uh, intended use might not in fact be the the way in which the product is being used by all consumers. A very interesting study from what you've explained. Now, speaking of the exact purpose of this, how important is it to not limit your scope in doing research of this nature? Yes, um, it's very important to look beyond the assumptions that you make between yourselves um, as management and uh, your marketing teams uh, to be very objective in understanding what are the factors that drive um, actual usage. And the other part of that is attitudes. Mm. If you look at um, attitudes and usage, they are linked. Um, Some would say usage and attitudes. Others would say attitudes and usage. Mm. In other words, the attitude precedes the usage. And often there is the thinking that um, an attitude could relate to what we call a sensory experience, which is how you experience a product when you eat it or smell it or um, uh, experience it in uh, using one of your senses. But there's also other non-sensory experiences that you have with the brand, which, for instance, might relate to, say, um, the image that it has or the kind of uh, image you are able to project by virtue of being associated with that that product. So attitudes are... um, an important accompaniment of 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 usage or they precede usage uh, it's very important in studying uh, product usage you also look at the accompanying attitudes mm. is this type of research then done with just consumers or should it be done based on the market that one is in yes um you can do it with uh just the consumers uh, but you use different methods mm-hmm. the one method you can use would be what is called simulated test markets where you simulate reality in other words have a test sample of consumers who would use the product under what would pretty much mirror the reality uh, or the real conditions in which the product would be used yeah. or you can give consumers a product to take home and to use as they would normally do with their with their families but also you can observe consumers discreetly while they go about um, 
using their different products. Mm-hmm. Not all products are edible and not all products are tangible. Some right. products are intangible. So you could observe people, for instance, using their mobile phones. You could observe them online in terms of the websites that they, they browse and stuff like that. That said, in what sectors then is this type of research most helpful and beneficial? In all sectors, wherever you have a product, it's very important to um, understand what consumer attitudes are, not necessarily for your own uh, product only, but for the category as a whole. Mm -hmm. For instance, there's a tendency to view insurance as a grudge purchase. So people might see insurance as something that you buy as a last resort or it's just a, a question of calculating how much you're going to lose rather than how much you're going to gain by uh, buying that product. Mm. So the attitude relates to every person that plays in that space. Then you have different brands that, that then have different uh, images and different characteristics within that whole uh, industry. So it's important to do it um, across the board, whatever your product is, whatever your service is. How effective is this type of research, especially when we talk about doing it with consumers who often change their minds? Yes, uh, very interesting question. Um, the research itself um, is is effective in the sense that you need to do research on a continuous basis. Okay. You cannot do it once and say, I've got the answer now. I will. The consumers cannot change their minds. Mm. Obviously, based on what the different companies themselves do, it forces consumers into a position where they see the whole category differently because there's an interrelationship between product categories. At times, you may find, for instance, consumers would buy voice um, uh, um, uh, um, airtime mm-hmm. and use it as data converted to data. So there's a relationship between uh, the two. So it's important to understand the complexity of interrelationships and not to oversimplify our view of the market. Do you find that big established brands also have to carry out this type of research? They are the ones that do it more often because Mm. for them it's very important to understand the usage environment. The bigger the company, then the higher the likelihood that they're expected to be socially responsible. Because at that level, then not only are they looking at the issue of affordability and value for money, but they are also looking at whether their products are socially responsible. Mm. So they they are the ones that do um, a lot of this research. And what is important for us in terms of providing this type of data is we find very often companies set out to do a usage and attitudes uh, study, but they end up doing a pricing, uh, having a pricing component in that, having an image component in that, having a product and a concept testing component in that, having a segmentation component in that. It's very important that when they do a usage and attitude study. In other words, what do our consumers expect from our product? What are the attitudes that underlie the uh, use of our product? And um, uh, what do they, uh, how exactly do they use it to focus specifically on that area? Is it just as important for the smaller medium enterprise uh, businesses to go this route as well? Yes, um, certainly so, uh, and even more so if you mm-hmm. have a smaller business, because most business people, particularly uh, the new businesses less than, say, 36 months, yeah. assume that they have a perfect knowledge of how they are 
services and products are being used. But nothing could be further from the truth. Once you get into understanding their consumers, you find that there's often subtle differences Mm -hmm. between the intended main purpose of the service or product and how it is it is actually used. So one can never over-research this area. And the more that you know, then the better you are able to communicate more about your your product, then you are empowered to know what are the levers that you use to make your product appear better than, than otherwise it would be the case. Thank you so much once again for an informative chat. Plus 94 Research CEO Sviso Falala in this week's Intuitive Business Feature.